Uh, Gene Sykes, thanks very much for being with us today to talk with us about what's going on with uh, LA 2028. Uh, um, it's been better part of six months, almost a year since LA was awarded the, the games for 10 years from now. What's it like now, now that the enthusiasm, the excitement has, has died down? What's the work like at LA 2028? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for being here in Los Angeles. We're pleased to have Around the Rings here to see us, talk to us, and learn about what we're up to here in Los Angeles. And as I said before, we expect you to be frequent and regular visitors, and you're always welcome in Los Angeles. We were counting on it. We like, <laughs> we like the weather here in Southern California. That's well, for sure. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're obviously the Olympic and Paralympic city for 2028, for sure. Uh, but for a lot of other reasons as well. I don't need to go into that. Uh, but I would actually uh, maybe refute a little bit of what you said. I don't think the enthusiasm or the excitement has really died down. Every time we see any anybody in our community, they want to ask us, how can they help? Uh, what can they do? Uh, they imagine what's going to happen 10 years from now if it, as if it's next week. And so it's a, it's a, uh, a tangible, very uh, visceral feel in the community that people are incredibly excited about the opportunity to host the Olympic and Paralympic Games. But there's a, a difference maybe since you have 10 years to prepare here. There's not necessarily the urgency to get a lot of stuff done, or is there? Is there a lot of activity behind the scenes right now? I would call it behind the scenes. We're sort of keeping a low profile, but there's actually quite a bit of work for us to do in the relatively near term. Uh, remember, we were bidding for the 2024 games. We've been awarded the 2028 games. And while there will be a lot that's uh, in common between 24 and 28, there will also be some changes in our city, some improvements that we can build into our, our new plan. And planning to bid is a lot different than planning to host. And so now we've actually gone into an intensive planning phase where we're really uh, looking at every element of our original plan, making a few adjustments, but focusing on things we need to do to make it secure and make the plan work for a decade from now. It's actually very, very useful to us. Nobody, as far as we know, has ever had 10 years to plan for an Olympic and Paralympic Games. So it gives us an opportunity to really think about what will happen for the next decade and to lock some things in today. You were saying in your speech today about about time and how in 10 years once closing ceremony comes around for the Los Angeles Olympics you'll be saying boy I wish we had more time. It's one of the most least expensive commodities resources you have right now. Time. How do you make the most of it? Well, what we've tried to do is to not answer the question of what happens in the next 10 years, literally day by day or uh, month by month. We have said, what are we focusing on in the near term? And in the near term, we're designing the plan for 2028, a long-term plan, but we have to design it, get it blessed by the city, uh, because the city has the right uh, and obviously the responsibility to do that. We also have to plan and start the uh, the program that we committed to lead, which is that the uh, youth sports program that is delivered by the city's Department of Recreation and Parks. So we're in the process of working closely with the city, with the Department of Recreation and Parks, and planning for that. 
that program, which will begin next year. That's actually quite uh, a big exercise for us. We fund it out of our organizing committee, so that will be something that we have to put our heads to in the near term. And finally, we begin our commercial program at the beginning of 2019. And you'll be working on right now the marketing agreement that will govern that marketing, that, that sponsorship. Yes, and building the team, integrating our team as we build it with the people who've been doing this for a while at the U.S. Olympic Committee, making a partnership between the two of us actually work because it will it will begin selling, has the right to actually negotiate agreements beginning in January of 2019. So you would expect to see sponsorships as early as next year as a result of this? <clears throat> we certainly have the ability to sign agreements at the beginning of next year. Uh, your relationship with the IOC has begun, and I believe have started providing funding uh, that comes out of the Los Angeles Pi for 2028? Uh, yes, the IOC agreed to advance payments for us during the first five years against the ultimate payments that they would make as distributions to the organizing committee, and that has begun. And what, what do you do with that money? Is that the money that's going into the youth sports programs? Well, some of it will ultimately fund part of the youth sports program, but a lot of it is actually managing our organization and building the team that we need to build as we develop our responsibility for the games. Um, what kind of team do you have in place right now? So we reorganized the bid committee team that we had developed in order to bid for the games and kept many of the individual people and reorganized their efforts somewhat so that we have an organizing committee team that is now probably uh, 25 or 30 people plus a number of consultants who are helping us with a lot of the planning. And so that's the core team that started this, uh, this process. How, how much growth will that team experience in the in the near future? Well, in the near future, we don't expect it to become uh, an enormous team. Uh, over the next five years, uh, you could easily see that population expand somewhat, but the ultimate team by 2027 or 2028 will certainly be thousands of uh, individual people who are part of the organizing committee and tens of thousands who will be part of the volunteer network. I, I remember when I first came into this process, I was uh, I was told by people who'd been here in 84, I, I was here as a, as a spectator, but uh, people who were involved said there were 30,000 volunteers for the 1984 Olympic Games. Uh, that was a Games which is smaller than what we're going to host in 2028, and it didn't include the Paralympic Games. And so we expect that we'll have uh, multiples of that amount, actually, by the time we get to 2028. Uh, as an organizing committee now, the government is paying closer attention to what's happening with Los Angeles uh, at, at the city level, at the state level in particular. How is your relationship with uh, city and state governments and what kind of oversight supervision are you expecting from them? Our closest relationship is with the city of Los Angeles because they've signed the host city agreement with the IOC. We actually had a very close relationship during the bid, and that relationship is carried over into the uh, the first days of the OCOG. Do you have any, have they established any extra scrutiny, any extra supervisory uh, powers or a committee to follow what's going on with the 
with the organizing committee? We made agreements during the bid phase that allowed the city to have direct involvement with us, both by having uh, city designees who are members of our organizing committee board, so that will be part of a regular process, and a regular interaction with city representatives as we plan and develop a, a budget for this project. So all of that was anticipated in the bid, and we're following through on all of those commitments. Going back to your planning process where you're reviewing anything, um, is there any chance that there would be any substantial venue changes or other changes to the layout of how you're going to do these games as a result of the review? Well, I, I don't think I'll comment at this point on any any changes because part of planning is being able to think about alternatives and understand what options you have. Uh, so we want the games to be as effective for the community and as effective for athletes, spectators, participants as possible. So we're, we're definitely looking to make it the best experience that we can come up with. Uh, on the federal level, um, have you gotten a build your relationship with the White House, uh, with Congress, uh, since, the, since the days of the bid? Well, we had an excellent relationship with the White House during the bid. The White House really did help us quite a bit. We had very regular interaction. That interaction has continued, and we've had very good interaction with members of Congress as well, which has also continued. And depending on how the elections go, possibility that the Speaker of the House could be from California. Uh, that's certainly possible. We have a good relationship with Representative McCarthy, but we're also uh, uh, well represented on both sides of the aisle. This is a nonpartisan effort, obviously, and we have relationships that span the, the uh, wide span of the political process in the U.S. Um, milestones for the year ahead. Um, you talked about the marketing agreement. Anything else that people should look for from Los Angeles 2028? Uh, well, we have a couple of almost technical milestones. We have to furnish updated venue use agreements to the IOC next year. That's a bit of a technical process, but they wanted to see a 2028 version of what we gave them for 2024. I don't think that will get a lot of uh, public attention, honestly, but it's it's mostly in the, in the work of how do we keep ourselves in a position where we and the IOC are on the same track. And the IOC, very important relationship there, especially since the IOC is expecting Los Angeles to reinvent the game, so to speak. Uh, what kind of dialogue, what kind of conversations do you have with the IOC along those lines? Well, we have an excellent relationship with the leadership of the IOC at all levels, from President Bach and his senior staff to members on the executive board and members at large throughout the IOC and members of the sports federations represented on the IOC as well as other leaders of national Olympic committees. One of the I think one of the things we learned during the process is how the the IOC network and the IPC network operate, who the people are, uh, what their interests are, and uh, all of us, the mayor, Casey for sure, who's been extraordinarily able at developing these personal relationships, and really all of our team have developed uh, relationships that are individual friendships with many members of the IOC and people around the Olympic family. And when we talk about reinventing the games here in Los Angeles, what do you think that means? What do you think people will see uh, in Los Angeles that's, uh, that's 
different from past Olympics? Well, I, I believe we made these points during the bid, so I'm not sure the points would have changed, and uh, I'll just reinforce them. This city is the most creative, innovative city in the world, in our view. And the people in the creative community here who work every day in entertaining people or inventing things are incredibly enthusiastic about being hosts of the Olympic and Paralympic Games. And they've reached out to us and they say to us, how can we be involved? What can we do to help? And it's our responsibility as the organizers to channel that capability into areas that will help the games. So in every way, from games presentation to the experience the athletes have to uh, how do we promote and use the games as uh, sort of a uh, suggestion of what we can do as a society, uh, all of those things I think are, are quite open and we continue to be enthusiastic about our ability to put those to work. And how about you, Gene Sykes? I mean, you put aside a career as an investment banker to come work here at Los Angeles, at the Los Angeles bid. You had the good fortune to win. So are you committed to being here for the next 10 years taking on this job? Well, I, I will say I never really put aside a career. I channeled my career into the most interesting deal I could work on. And uh, this has been a great experience for me, and I'm uh, incredibly uh, you know, enthusiastic about the role that, that I've had, uh, the good fortune I've had to work with Casey and with the mayor and with all of our leaders, Janet Evans and others. Uh, meeting them, interacting with them has been one of the greatest experiences of my life, and I'm very enthusiastic and, and thankful to have the opportunity to continue. So we'll see you at 2028 when the flame goes out. You'll definitely see me at 2028, yes. All right. Gene Sykes, thanks very much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Ed.